Welcome to the Midlife CEO Podcast, where business coach and strategist Jeannie Spiro teaches you how to take your coaching business to six figures and beyond at Midlife. Join Jeannie and her guests as they reveal their best kept secrets to creating a thriving six or seven figure lifestyle based business. And now, Jeannie Spiro. I am so excited for this interview for so many reasons. I'm always excited for these interviews. Today's guest is a dear, dear friend, someone who I've known for a long time. I think it's decades now, and we've been able to work together in a variety of ways. And so our latest collaboration, I guess you could say, is something I could not wait to talk about on this episode. So today's guest is Kim Fuller. She is a mindful photographer, spiritual mentor, author, TED Talk and keynote speaker, and founder of Born to Rise. Her passion is to help women stand in their power, their story, and their beauty so they can live a confident and peaceful life. Kim is an amazing friend. She has been someone I've personally worked with. Um, she's worked with me. She's taken amazing photos of me in a variety of times, and she's been a mentor of mine. And now I get to say I am part of her newest incredible collaborative project, which we're going to talk about on this episode. So Kim, I'm so happy to have you here. Jeannie, I love you. I love you. I'm so happy. Mm. I always think about when we first met and, you know, it was decades ago. Yeah. Right. Yeah. You were about to be a mom for the first time. And uh, I wasn't, I wasn't a mom yet. And now our kids are young adults. And here we are in a new season of life, getting to do business and life together in a different way. And in some ways, I'm very sad we didn't become more friendly back then. Like, I know we met, but we just didn't keep crossing paths. You know what I mean? Which is when you have kids, it's often a matter of convenience, your friends, you know, the other moms and (laughs) all that. It was, yeah. I agree. And I I don't like, I mean, what do we live like 10 minutes away from each other? And really our, our lives didn't cross, right? Um, for a long time. And when they did cross, they crossed at a time when I know you were very much still focused uh, on the photography business, which you still have. And you'd also written a book at that point. Yeah. I mean, it's such a great story, honestly. Like the fact that we weren't friends for a long time is so purposeful in a way. Like the universe just says, it's not the right time. And so we learned our things. We go along. You developed your coaching program. I, you know, had kids and uh, did photography for a long time. And then, yeah, this, this thing happened where I wrote a book, which was shocking as hell because it's not something I thought I was really capable of, honestly, like photography is quick. It's, you know, it's a very mindful practice because you're focusing and looking at things and looking for those special moments. But writing a book is like, you got to sit down and do the work. (laughs) But but it was so healing um, in many ways because the story was about a very challenging uh, time with my beautiful son and the rest of the family too, but um, who we adopted and the challenges that came with that, but also became the greatest spiritual teachings I could have ever asked for because all of us, all three, three kids and and myself and, and my husband, Jim, were so uh, changed by that experience. And, and I feel like I learned so much that needed to be shared so that other families and other people who wanted to 
find peace when there's so much struggle could benefit from the book. So that's why I was so passionate about writing it, I think. Well, I remember hearing, I think I had, when we reconnected is because I was wanting photography done. Like I wanted brand photos done at that point. And I really had not done them until that time. And I think this is probably dating back to around 2016-ish, somewhere in yes. that range. And, and I believe at that time, I think we had met and you had told me you were going to Florida to finish writing the book or something like that. Maybe you, or, or had just been published or something at that point, but maybe some of that is a little foggy, but I remember really being touched by what you were doing and how passionate you were with your, about your story and the message in your story. And we, and at the time I was doing a little bit of work supporting someone else and saying, you know, I think that this, this is an incredible message that you have. I would like to suggest that maybe you reach out and do a Ted talk and you did. And well, yeah. that was scary as all, you know, what bleep bleep. Um, I remember that so clearly it was, and I wrote about that in, in the project that we're going to be talking about. Mm -hmm. So um, that moment where you said, you know, you, you, we talked and you, you know, you told me you were, uh, you know, doing what you were doing and that you had been on this committee and blah, blah, blah. And then you wrote to me and said, what do you think about doing a Ted talk for the new Bedford TEDx? And I thought, oh my God, am I going to be doing a, my first big talk is going to be a TEDx. I was like, holy F bleep. And, but you know what? I have to say, like, there's something in me that loves a good challenge. Yeah. Like I really get moved by things because I, I, it, it's a great practice in saying no fear. Like, what have you got to lose? You know, of course, my perfectionist self also chimes in and goes, you have a lot to lose because you could really screw this up and it would be terrible and no one wants to hear you and you don't have a story. All the, you know, not enough imposter yeah. syndrome, whatever you go through, right? But I really um, am grateful for that time because it really, you have been so pivotal in my life in the funniest and most interesting ways, Jeannie. You've come in and that just asking me that was was a moment of moving forward of expansion because I said yes and it was a big challenge and I ripped my hair out for three months writing the talk way too much time you get a TEDx give yourself a week because it was it was a lot my husband was like what are you doing now I had paper everywhere the big white board I mean crossed out lines no that's dumb that doesn't sound smart I you know I want it to sound smart. It's a, it's been a, it's been a hang up of mine that I'm not, not smart or whatever. Um, but that's not true. I have wisdom that I've gained and maybe I'm not book smart or don't, you know, whatever, but there's wisdom there. And I had to remind myself that I did learn something. So it was a pretty funny process. Um, but that was a pivotal moment because once I wrote that, I realized how much clarity I gained even more so than writing a full book. There was something about condensing what was important to me enough to share on a TEDx stage for 15 minutes. Like, what are you going to say in 15 minutes that really matters to you that you're going to walk away and feel good about and feel like you um, spoke your truth, right? And that was so powerful. And it was really the impetus for the beginnings of Born to Rise. I felt this 
incredible power it within myself um putting that together Tim, i'm i'm amazed by you in so many ways you are you're talented you're incredible you're spiritual you're wise and you see an opportunity like that and instead of turning and running the other way you do sit with it and work with it and then decide and then typically I've seen you do it. And I give you so much credit because you take on incredible projects, which we're going to talk about uh, a, a little bit more in this episode. And I'm just so grateful I get to witness it and be part of so many of these things that you do, these projects that you take on, these opportunities, these life opportunities. And um, and I think that that's really what it, this comes down to. It's you know, as a midlife woman, as a person at this stage of our lives, it's kind of like, all right, uh, it's it's now or never. Like it's like, okay, like let's release some of the baggage and just go for it. And like, what do we have to lose? I and know that's so willingly sometimes I see. I think not willingly, but yeah. so so I went to Rhode Island School of Design. I'm an artist at heart. I had artists all around me my whole life. And I think that um I think if I could say two words that continue to drive me are creativity and curiosity, like staying super curious about the possibilities that are presented to us every day. And then within that, getting really creative about it, like thinking outside the box or thinking about it in a way that that serves me first, even though the drive is to serve others, perhaps. Um, because I want to feel joyous in the work that I'm doing, just like an artist would, like it's so fun to create, right? And that's what I'm doing in the photography as well as every, um, you know, ideation of Born to Rise is really about creating these experiences that women can say yes to because it's been so powerful for me. And again, I'll just go back to, you know, staying curious because that keeps us out of fear. It keeps us out of, uh, you know, the, the word stuck, which I don't really love because I think stuck is really just a place where we're maybe even resting to give ourselves time to figure things out. And we call it stuck, which feels stuck. But if we stay like instead, like, okay, what's happening in this place of where I feel like I'm not moving forward. What is available for me in this moment? And so as a midlife, right, obviously I'm changing from go, 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 raise the kids, make all this money, um, do all the things because I'm doing it because it's a skill or a talent. And now moving into, okay, that worked, but what's possible as I age? What can I continue to do? What do I love? What's working? What, what really fuels me day to day? And again, it's like, okay, what's possible? Okay, now that I figured that out, maybe, or at least stay open to it, then the, the the creativity just comes in. It like flows like a river. You know, Kim, this is such a good topic, creativity, because I see it with entrepreneurs all the time. I've experienced myself. Um, you know, my business has grown and the busier I get within my business, sometimes uh, my creativity shuts off because I'm busy or because I'm busy in life and my business at the same time. And so it, it often 
you know, like you go, there's one side of it where you have a lot of time, right? And then there's the worry sometimes where your business isn't growing and you can be as creative as possible, but maybe money isn't flowing in. And then there's the opposite side of it. Your business can really take off and then you don't have time. And then the ideas can't spark and you can't have time for creativity. And one of the things that I've been really dancing around with myself is how do I spark those moments of creativity? When do I feel most creative? And um, because I want to continue to evolve as a business owner and for my clients, and that is important for me to be able to keep learning and growing and changing and shifting throughout the process. But if I don't give my time the space or time, if I don't give myself the time and space, I can't expect it to happen. I can't possibly do it if I don't have that. When, and when do, when have you found that you're most creative? Oh, I find right at, so it's interesting. Recently I went to my friend Donna's and <laughs> it was her birthday. Her husband had given her a gift certificate for a massage. And I had, um, she's like, if you want to come, come get a massage too. And I was thinking, yeah, I'll go get a massage as well. So I sat on the table and the woman asked me, uh, when was the last time you had a massage? And I was counting and thinking, and I'm like, four, five years, maybe. And she said, huh. And then after the, so it was beautiful after the massage, massage the entire day, all day long, I had a spark of an idea, another thought. I felt like I was just in this relaxed state. And I sort of felt like I was kind of in and out of that state of sleep and consciousness for the whole 90 minutes. And I was like, oh, this is why I need to do this. So that's what I mean. Like I usually, after I'm really well rested, after I'm completely relaxed, um, I get incredible creative ideas on planes. Um, <laughs> they're yeah. just like downloads. Yeah, I can't fly everywhere all the time, but great question. It's really when I'm in a state of complete relaxation, they'll come, they just flow right through. And that's honestly what I encourage all the time. And also what I practice. I think from the very beginnings, my, my parents modeled that for me because we were, we had a sailboat. Um, we would go out, you know, and we lived on it for a while. And, you know, there was always like, we lived at the dock, of course, and I was in high school and I always wanted to go to the parties, but my parents were going to be going out sailing that day. And my home was leaving the dock. So it's like, well, you're not going to that party because your home is leaving and you need to be on it and the thing. So it was this, it was kind of this uh, releasing of all the doings from a very early beginning. We did a lot of camping. We did a lot of things that were very relaxing. And my mother was an artist. So we were always dabbling in, you know, materials and playing and just being present. And it's something that I have kept in my life. And I'll, I'll look at my calendar some weeks and I'll be like, ooh, downtime, I'm going to get a massage. Like, I don't try to fill it with busy, 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 yeah. because I know for myself that I can look at the word busy or businesswoman, and I instantly go into that mode of, I got to be doing something. Yeah. Or I can say, I'm a creator, mm-hmm. or I'm a person who likes to, to serve. Both of those mean that I need space and wellness in my life because I can't serve if I'm no good, if I'm a, you know, puddle on the floor or if I'm not healthy or all the things, because my life, my job is also very physical as a photographer. So 
I work out almost every day with something, a walk, you know, go to the, the do some weights, whatever it might be. Mm-hmm. I meditate. I spend time walking in nature. I spend time with friends. It's very important. And it hasn't slowed me down in business. Mm-hmm. It really hasn't. And I think it's something that we need to shift our internal narrative around at any stage of life, but particularly as we move forward, because we're so used to the old model, that that masculine model, like go, 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 earn, 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 da, 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 which is fine because you need to have your family supported. And we need to have a balance. I hate that word balance, but we need to have a life that feels rich and we're present to all those things we've been doing. There's nothing wrong with doing, but if you're not in it and you're not present to it, your life's going to whiz by and you're like, well, what did I do all that time? Yeah, absolutely. I didn't even enjoy it. You know, Kim, I, I've had the pleasure of of witnessing how you practice and um, I've had the pleasure, you know, when you've been in my community and you've worked inside of our community too, when I remember many intensives, I would ask you to, would you close our, our intensive and would you close it with a practice? And it was always so beautiful to know that that was the end of an, of a live intensive or a live retreat that we would have as a group to, to have you close it with a, almost the ceremony and this experience. And, and it was sort of like a separation of that work And it was almost putting this polish on top of saying, okay, let's just take in what's happened here and allow this to be. And I still remember it so well, like, oh, I just get, you're such a gift in so many ways, Kim. And I just remember I was able to witness how people were, were taking in the heavy meaty stuff of the live intensive, and then kind of coming back to groundedness and peace within themselves before they departed back into their life and business. And it was like, it was kind of a sacred moment. And I I always loved how you did that for for me. And and I'm so grateful that you did that with our community. Well, you know, you're, you're such an amazing coach and you give us so much, you give us so much information and it's all good. And we're sitting there and we're thinking and working through all these things. And Oftentimes there's this panic at the end where we have to run home and do all these things. We've got all our notebooks and all the things and all this information and ideas and excitement. For me, that pausing piece at the end um, is where it settles into my body. It's not just floating out in this notebook or out in the ethernet, you know, and all these things. And I can, I can hold on to it a little bit better. I can sort of embody the parts that, that I need. And that will settle into me. Um, and that's really how Born to Rise came about, by the way. I, w- I was at, you know, a bunch of your things. And then I went to I went to one um, uh, with Bryna Haynes. Mm-hmm. And she's doing a manifestation workshop. I think you were, were you there? Yeah, I was with you. We drove yes. home together after. And what was so nice is that she did offer things like in the evening, you know, um, some Reiki and some tarot readings and all these kind of um, relaxing things to do afterwards. And her sister gave me this incredible Reiki session for literally 15 minutes. And it was like this goddess was coming out of my body. This feminine energy wanted to be released. And it just, she and I both were like, what the heck just happened? I don't know if you read Reiki, but it can be a moving experience. But anyway. I've had it with her too. Yes. Yeah. I know. Oh, yes. Yeah. So, so Anna, so amazing. But anyway, 
Um, after that, I was like, something is moving in me. Something is shifting. And, you know, there's more information, more information, right? All this stuff's happening. And right after that, I went home. Um, and I think it was, I don't know, maybe a couple of days later, I was meditating and it just all dropped in. And that's, that's what can happen when you allow the space for this information that's out there, right? There's so much information out in the universe, like endless, endless, endless. And we have access to a lot of it and it can be very overwhelming. So it's this process of tuning into what you need for whatever you're doing and asking for that and not trying to take it all in. Because what's going to show up is what you need. And that's, I think, what happened in that moment is the universe was just like, here's what's your next thing. And you're going to love it so much because it's exactly your skill set, the things you love, your community that you're going to build. And I got so excited in that meditation, I could barely finish the 30 minutes. It's like, oh my God. (laughs) And just to keep it brief, basically what I realized is like, I need to do a storytelling event that gives more women an opportunity to experience what I experienced on that TED stage, because we're not all going to do a TEDx talk. Let's face it. It's it's a fair amount of challenge to get one and apply and develop the talk and do all the things. But I thought the experience was so powerful that I wanted to make this available for more women. And it's so interesting because it wasn't really that far off from the, the direction I was going with my photography. It was really about going inward and looking at ourselves in this empowered way um, and sort of reigniting something that feels so good and, and accepting that piece of ourselves, you know? And so um, I do that in my empowerment photo shoots where women can really stand in that and kind of unfold, if you will, as the shoot goes on and really see that joy that can come when you get in your body and you just feel and you move in front of the camera and there's no judgment and it's just go, go, go. It's the same thing in the events that I'm now holding monthly that are storytelling sharing events. So there's, there's, but there's community involved with it, which I love because I've been a solopreneur for so long. Um, So the women are just simply invited to show up as they are, just as they are. You don't have to, you don't have to be a polished speaker. Just share your story, share something that happened, talk about. And sometimes it's the most awkward, you know, thing for somebody and the audience is cringy because they're like, oh my gosh, where are they going with this? And there's, but it's also so beautiful at the same time, because when do you get that chance to just ramble with nobody interrupting you? Because that's where stuff happens is when you ramble, when you allow, when you just do it, like something expands. You know, for somebody, for me, you know, who's helped so many clients for so many years, develop a signature talk that's meant to be a tool inside of your business to, you know, attract clients. You know, the story is a piece of it, but it's also, you know, it's, it's sort of looked at like, I'm telling my story. So it's the like, know and trust factor. Right. And so it's an important piece. It's a very important part of the whole part of designing a talk. But what I love about what you do, it's, it's really learning how to tell your story or tell stories. And we are, 
in this wave now with a lot of we'll just talk about AI, right? Like there's a lot of um, information out there right now that, you know, we can find and look up and, you know, all of that's available, but our stories are unique, unique to us. And they're what attracts people to us or repels people to us, or it allows friendships to happen, or maybe in some cases not happen. And what I love about what you do is you do empower primarily women who I know over the last few years, I think this, many of the women I've seen have spoken at your events um, to tell a story that might not necessarily be a business story. It might not be a, this is attached to you needing to pay me. It's right. It's, it's, so that's the space I've sort of been in. And what's so beautiful about what you do is you're helping them really step out of this maybe this discomfort or this, how do you like getting a little bit more vulnerable, which I think is so beautiful sometimes to be able to do it. And I had to do that when I joined this collaborative project with you and I'm a storyteller. So Kim, I want to talk about this collaborative project because it's amazing and I'm going to just tell everybody, Kim, tell, well, actually, how did the, how did the idea come about and what are we talking about? So I'm going to let you go from here. Yeah. So I, I have so many uh, things to say about what you just said, but um, stories basically are our inner narrative forming into uh, an experience, a linear experience or, or a reflection of an experience, right? Or an, it's a reflection of what we've learned, a reflection of conditioning, a reflection of stories we've been told that we bring into our current life. That story is not always uh, current. It's not always what we need. It's not always what we even believe to be true. And oftentimes, you know, we carry that story and it's not really serving us anymore. So what really fascinates me is the transformation that comes when we look at what that story might be. And we may have many, by the way. I've told several stories, many, many stories. And often the main theme is very similar, like the underlying current of what I felt or what I learned or what transitioned or transformed for me is similar because it's it's all about me becoming more aware of who I want to be, right? Yeah. And so every time we uncover a story, particularly one that we might be going through, we learn something. And so that transformation is what's so fascinating for me. So moving forward with that, those stories are really about how we feel in the situation. It's our women, women tend to share stories about how we feel. Men often tell stories about what happened, like a mm. war, a battle, a, a situation, a sporting event, a thing like that. So, and that's fine. And that's what's basically been written about throughout his story, right? You think about the mm. word history, it's his story. We're looking now at her story, her story. It's more about how we felt, what was going on behind the scenes, um, what did we do about it in that moment that felt good or served or moved us forward, right? So it's just a different kind of energy behind it. So my passion is really to get more of those stories out there because I think 
Even men can learn from tapping into how they felt about a situation. They become more empathetic, compassionate, and, and can lead in, in a more beautiful and inclusive way. So the book is the new project. Let's just say it. It's called the Born to Rise book, right? Book project. Yep. And I really wanted to be able to get more stories out in a bigger way. And um, again, I am working with Bryna. She edited my first book. She had an impact with me in that manifestation workshop. And then we got together as friends and, and she said, would you ever want to do an anthology for Born to Rise? And I was like, yes. so we literally, <laughs> I mean, I've been thinking about it, but again, it's like, sometimes you got to wait for the timing and the universe. And so she, she showed up with that and we sat down at this little, you know, cafe and wrote on a napkin, our outline, what we wanted to do. And my main intention, I said to her, I said, look, there's a gazillion anthologies out there. You know, many of us have been a part where we just write the chapter and, you know, we go in this book. I really wanted to create a community through this project and have the book come alive and have people know the authors and feel into them, right? It's always that piece. And so I was very intentional about the design of this and that we would have a retreat where we could all get together. We would have good coaching online to talk about our stories. We could meet one-on-one -on -one and get to know each other a little bit more. And then now we're getting ready to launch this beautiful book. We had a summit where I interviewed all of you all, which was so much fun. And I think people really enjoyed that. I got a lot of feedback from people like, oh, I love so-and-so's story. They're really cool. And so now they know that person. And when they hear their story or read it in the book, when it comes out, um, they're going to have a connection in a deeper way. Because I think a lot of our connections, if you think about the way the world works right now, our connections are very surface level. We're watching a video or a, we're scrolling through social and we're only one of our sense, or maybe two, one of our senses is being ignited. Like we're seeing something. Maybe there's an ignition in your heart, like, oh, I wish I, or, oh, they're this or that. There's some opinions or, or judgments being formed, but we're not touching the person or hugging them or feeling their energy or being in the space with them or whatever. And I feel like this gets a little closer to that. So there were the interviews, there was us connecting, there was, you know, getting on, getting um, this on, online. And then of course, we've got this festival where women are going to stay, the authors of the book will be standing on the stage, just as I did in the TEDx talk and sharing their story out loud. There's something so powerful about that piece for me. And like I said, I love the little edge of the little challenge because obviously, you know, you've coached many women to stand on the stage. Yes. It's like one of the scariest things apparently for people to navigate. Right, it is. And so I think that this is going to be a full circle piece and I'm really excited about it um, because it does feel like it's all the things. And of course I have more ideas. Of course you do. Of course. <laughs> bubbling up in my mind and I'm waiting for the moments. I'm looking, I'm, I'm call it hunting and pecking around to see what would support me in this. But anyway, I'm very excited for this project and you are one of the authors. So even better. Um, and I'm so excited because I'm kind of bursting at the seams to say some of why I'm so happy to be part of it. And Kim, I'm just so grateful that we get a chance to talk about this on the podcast because what you're doing is such a gift. And I'm going to just share this story for everybody. So um, when when I heard about your collaboration, one of the things that 
I have felt is sort of my purpose is connecting other women. And I've always wanted to create communities where women find each other and connect with other, other women. And, and I, I, I've seen that happen. I've seen, uh, now I've seen you and Brana collaborate and I get to collaborate in, in with you as well in this play. And I see it all the time. And I remember when, when this first was being birthed for your business, Born to Rise was being birthed. And then I remember last year when we all, I think Brian reached out to me and said, there's something cooking. And then you reached out to me and I was like, I'm in, this is amazing. But the moment that I really want to talk about, um, it was, a, it was not easy for me to write my chapter, which I'll be talking about at the festival. Um, and my chapter really began, the story I'm telling in my chapter began eight years ago this month and like right now. And it is, it's really bringing up all sorts of emotions like, oh my gosh. Um, but I got to go back and tell the story and what happened and write about it, which was a new experience. I didn't tell all of the details of that story before. And now here we are just around the time when this book is going to get launched in my eight year anniversary of when I did leave my job and then everything that was unfolding in that process. And Anyway, at the at, at the retreat, when you gathered everyone, what was so beautiful and so powerful was everyone came together during that well, two days-ish time period. And I, as a felt as an author, part of the 22, you had all of us read our stories, everyone that was there. Kim, I cried for two days during it, and I laughed. I felt every emotion. I felt proud. I felt so excited for the women. I I cannot wait for other people to have this book because what I experienced was this amazing range of emotions and to know them and to how it's going to touch lives. I I it's exciting. And I, Kim, I, I'm just so thrilled to be a part of the project and I can't wait for more people to get their hands on this amazing book that you've brought together with incredible women in their stories. So thank you You're for welcome. taking this on and doing this. And I think what's so interesting, and I hope you don't mind me saying this a little bit, but what I think often happens and may have happened for you in that retreat too, is that we see and witness and hear women telling their stories. And the more vulnerable they are, the more it touches our own something. Yes. We find our own sense of something in that story. We're like, wow. Now, it could be that you witness someone and say, I would like to be that courageous in my mm -hmm. vulnerability, or I would like to be able to navigate my situation that's very similar to that in that way. Or it might be like, I will never do it that way, but it's igniting something in me that makes me want to do it my way. Yes. And so- part of hearing other stories is really finding yourself in that your sense of place your sense of um, participation in the world if you will because we want to be participants in the world we don't want to just sit back and watch it go by that's that happens a lot and i don't know why certain people choose that and that's okay if that's what they want but if they're not wanting it it's this ignition to say I want to start participating in my life. And that's the curiosity. That's the creativity. That's the get up and go and lean in and say, yes, 
that you're, you're hitting exactly what happened to me in that moment, uh, because I did come back after that. And I rewrote, I rewrote my chapter that I had written. And thank you to you and Bryna for, you know, that process to unfold, because I felt I personally felt like there's so much more I need to say, and so much more that other women need to hear than yeah. what I've said. And I think it's, it's an opportunity to go deeper. So other people can um, possibly not necessarily learn from that, but relate to it and know that they're not alone in what I may have experienced and also have now, you know, overcome. And I, and that was the, the beauty of really being there and witnessing, like we were all together and we we're all amazing women and we still are. And that the stories haven't, they haven't, um, a lot, well, I don't even know the right words, but we're incredible women, even though these stories might have happened. So um, it's, I, I can't even express how I feel about witnessing, you know, from artist, photographer, mom, right? When I first knew you, you had just released a book and then it was you're going to get on a stage and do a TED talk. And then you went through the evolution of Born to Rise and Growing Born to Rise and now writing a book and bringing stories together. And then all of this happening, another festival. How many festivals have you done? Kim, you're just so dynamic. Like if people don't know you, I think they're gonna be like, how can I be part of your world? <laughs> Which I hope happens. There's lots of ways. And I like you in my world. I, I love people. I really do. And, and it's something that I feel like I'm getting closer to every day is being able to love in a deeper way with, with everyone that I come upon in some way. So remarkable. And I'm so grateful that for so many reasons, and I want everyone to know that the book is coming uh, out for release. It's actually pre it's on pre-sale right now. Um, the official date of the festival. I'll start with that first. Um, is June 11th. And the book is available uh, right now. And you can get it at borntoriseBook.net. Is that correct? The right, yeah, right so you, yeah, you can pre-order at borntoriseBook.net. And the pre-orders really help us raise our status um, as we move up the number one, no, towards number one, if we can. So pre-orders are very important. Um, the actual book will be physically available the 21st, but you can pre-order and then get it for that week. So launch week is the 21st. And then the festival is June 11th in Providence at the RISD Auditorium. So um, again, full circle, I'm going back to my alma mater and I'm just really excited about this, this version of the festival. Kim, it's so beautiful, just all of it. And I cannot, it's, I can't wait for the festival. I can't wait for the book to launch. I can't wait for people to have the book in their hands. Um, and I'm curious. Uh, well, obviously everyone can get to know you at borntorise.live. Is that yes. how you say it? Yes, dot live. Let's live. live. Right, I love that I was able to grab that. Dot live. Borntorise.live. You can actually access the book there. You can access everything there festival and otherwise, but follow me on Instagram at born.to.rise. I post a lot of information there about upcoming events and things. So would love to have you and any of the things, the more the merrier. Absolutely. Well, uh, I don't know what's next for you. I'm curious in this new phase and chapter of your life, 
what's uh what's on the horizon next have you have you come up with another project or you're still <laughs> are you still uh yeah. Should I say it out loud? Well, you're more than welcome to, or you can keep it to your vest, close you to your know, vest. The, the summit, and this is the thing about these projects, right? Is they spark something as you're going along. But doing that summit with all of you, where I was able to interview each of you, really sparked this idea to do an international storytelling event online. So that is something that I'm bubbling around. I don't know how it will look. Maybe it will include, you know, all kinds of fun things. I have visions of huge, like Coachella-like festivals, you know, where it's really like we're camping and we're doing all the things. We're dancing. We got our feet in the mud. I'm a hippie down heart, but um, but it's like I, I have lots of ideas. It's just what's next. But I, I do like that idea of a whole um international summit of some sort where people can listen to more stories. Um we also have another book that we'll be launching. So if you're interested in being an author, please go to my website and you can actually um set up a call with me or with Bryna and um, we can get you in and being becoming a bestseller. Um, we work with a publicist who gets us to Wall Street Journal bestseller. And I, I said to Bryna this year, I said, I want to actually call it a coaching program where at the end you have a bestseller versus you're coming in because you want to be a bestseller. Like, I really feel like the, the coaching piece is going to be richer around that story accessing and transforming and shifting and all that, because I, I feel like that is as important as writing the final piece and getting it into a book. Um, and so it's, it's very exciting. So we're, we've got a lot going on. It's very fun. It's a beautiful, beautiful experience. And as uh, one of the authors in the book, I can tell you it is powerful. It's beautiful. Uh, the community that you're a part of, you've done an incredible job. And I know this collaboration with Bryna, it's uh it's it's incredible so yeah well i just want to acknowledge you too Jeannie, because um i remember being in one of your rooms it was one of your um amplify events i think where it's you know offered to anyone and it was full of incredible women and i just remember looking around that room and as each woman stood up to kind of give her testimonial or whatever she was doing about her work i thought look at the power when women come together in this way when they have an intention to serve and also better themselves at the same time. I feel like that's such an important piece to not forget. Um, and it really was the beginnings of that shift of seeing like, wow, there's something to this collection of people with an intention. And that's all I'm doing. That's really all I'm doing. And I'm grateful that it showed up in the way it showed up and presented itself. So thank you. Thank you, Brian at World Changers Media. And all the women you've ever invited, you you ladies know who you are, the ones I'm talking to right now, um, have been such a powerful impact on my life. Oh, it's great. Thank you so much for being here, Kim. I cannot wait, as I mentioned, for this book to come out. So we're going to put all the links in the show notes so everyone can find out about the book release, the book itself, all about Kim and her work at Born to Rise. You help you host story nights. Uh, you have a festival coming up on June 11th. Uh, there's a lot and there we'll have them all in the links and everyone can know about it. Um, but jump on into Kim's world uh, because I, I don't think you're ever going to regret all the, well, you laugh like you're the best <laughs> laugh. I can't even tell you. Um, <laughs> I think what I laugh. <laughs> you're the best laugh. And so, you know, you bring joy, you bring everything to all you do. And so thank you for, for being a dear friend, being a mentor, um, just 
and all the ways I get to be in life with you. So thank you for being here today, Kim. Thank you, Jeannie. I appreciate that. Okay, everyone. Thank you for listening today. If you are interested in learning more about how to grow your business so you can reach more people, make the money that you want to make in the world by doing exactly what you love, come on over to geniespiro.com. Check out my coaching programs there. And I'll look forward to seeing you on another episode. Thanks again. I'll see you soon. Thanks for listening to the Midlife CEO Podcast. If you like what you heard, please subscribe and give us some stars and a favorable review at Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen in.